on this episode on this episode of twisted and misunderstood the paranormal podcast on this episode we're going to be talking about alaska some of the strange things that are happening out there are there cloaked animals wandering the plains and mountains and lakes are is there still things like living dinosaurs and how would you account for some of the occurrences that people have witnessed all this on this episode of twisted and misunderstood On this episode of Twisted and Misunderstood, I'm going to be talking to Alison Zenden about some Alaskan paranormal situations, things that have happened over the years that are very, very hard and difficult to explain with the knowledge that we have about what the world is. Some of the things make very little sense to us, but when you start to explore what has happened and what is going on behind the information, then there could be things that are going on that don't really come into our thinking in the way that they should do. The first thing we're going to talk about is a giant bear that is spotted in Alaska and that the the Indian Indian yeah. the people have actually been very, very keen to document and talk about throughout their existence so it's something that's been spotted many times by them but also it's got to have an explanation because some of the things that are going on here are very very easy to understand but difficult to believe in and here's Alison Zenden and she's going to talk a little bit about this giant bear okay thanks this bear is called Tongasuk and it was last seen on Hinchinbrook Island in Alaska. Now this bear is gigantic. It's been seen to be twice the size as the grizzly bear. It's white and it's, it stands really between 12 foot and 15 feet high. Now the villagers in this particular Hinchinbrook Island lived alongside this bear and they worshipped it and they used to lay you know little, little offerings for it and as far as we know they lived side by side then one particular day 60 years ago a fisherman came across this abandoned village and looked in and there was all things all being turned upside down and he realized that there was nobody living there and then he saw in the sand that the word was tongasuk which obviously meant great bear. And he went back, he did his research. He was a bit, a little bit scared because he thought, goodness, what's, what's going on here? He saw footprints. He actually saw a line or a big circle of stones. So he actually dug up these circle of stones inside it 
and there were no there were no bones inside or anything like that there was no human remains or anything but he did find some fish bones and quite a lot of different types of fish as well even down to a, a whale so he suddenly thought to himself well okay if these people really do worship this bear then are these is it is this a sacrificial site here what's happened to these villages Okay, so, so let's just recap this, this slightly. This is a guy that's come across this village that should have how many people living in it? It's about 70 people. Okay, so there should be 70 people living in the village and there's not a sign of anyone. There was nobody. Okay, so where have these people gone? Well, this is up for debate because since that situation 60 years ago there have been several sightings of this bear because originally they thought oh my goodness the bear has come down it's attacked them eaten them taken them away anything you know they were thinking god you know what's what's happened here um so really at the moment nobody really knows i mean again this bear has been seen on the beach it's also been seen in the woodland so it believed that the bear had driven these people from their homes. For some reason, yes. But no trace of these people were, was ever found. Never. No. Not even, even today. Even no. to this day. Absolutely nothing. So so we got no evidence of anything happening, just all circumstantial evidence. That's right. Okay. So let's have a let's have a think about what this bear is. Okay. Okay. So what could this bear be? Well, I mean, there are conditions found in large or larger bears, which is called double massillane condition, which, again, is a gene that makes animals extra large. Um, actually, it's, it's passed down from generation to generation. So it could be that as a factor, but also it could be paranormal. OK, so could this bear just be a one off freak of nature? Of course, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or could this bear be a creature left over from the Jurassic Age? Yes, yeah. Okay, could, because could well be. you know, as we're going to come into later on this podcast, there are reports of dinosaurs being spotted and encountered in Alaska. Yeah. Yeah, so it could be a prehistoric bear, couldn't it? It could, yeah. yeah. Or could it be a creature from a different dimension? Yes, there could be lots of different ways of looking at this. Because, again, something else we're going to talk about as part of this podcast, talking about Alaska and, and the incidents in Alaska, is the fact that there are some creatures known to be cloaked. Right, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so there is and there has been some reports of some people seeing certain creatures, certain types of people, including the Anunnaki, which is the, the lizard people, and some people being unaware of these people being present. So this bear could be an invisible animal that is there one minute and then gone the next. Yeah, quite well, could well be, absolutely here. But but what we've got as an undisputed fact is this village was full of people. One moment. Yeah, yeah. and literally this fisherman discovered the village and from what I've looked at and what I've read, 
is there's lots of things still going on. There was um, ovens still lit, and the the whole village was like it had been just all the people had just been picked up and evacuated into space or something. Yeah, just just left with no sign at all, no trace, nothing. But the everyday things were still there. Yes, they were. Yeah. So it's like getting a a small village, a small population of people out of there without any signs of how they got out. Yeah, I mean, they were either really spooked about something or something paranormal had happened. So any traces of anything found by anybody walking in there, anything that was unusual that wouldn't be in the right place at that particular moment? The only thing that had been found, I mean, like I said a minute ago, there was this sort of ring of stones found, but there was also a boat, like a canoe boat that had been turned upside down with these huge, really big teeth marks in it, really, you know, quite a wide, or almost like twice the size of a grizzly bear. Okay, so someone's so that that was seen as well. Yes. Was any hair left, or any signs of the this big um, bear left behind? In the rafters, yes, there was. There was some. There was some white hair found. Um, just a few little sort of tufts and that. But again, it was obviously experts that had a look at it and it was unidentified. Okay, so the actual unidentified nature of this hair that was found, how high up, you know, how, how far from the ground was it found in the rafters? Well, right, round about the 15 foot mark, which could well be, as, as you know, as the tallest people had said that this was this bear had, was fit, you know, fifteen foot when it was on its hind legs. Okay, so it could be that it left behind a trace, and the hair wasn't able to be analysed by DNA. Yes, it was an unknown animal or unknown creature. Yes, Did, yeah. Is that all we've got back? Did we not have anything come back that says this is a a bear? This is a canine? This is a yeah, it was just unknown. Well, they said it was unknown, but I think twice now it's been done. It was done, obviously, you know, twice by two different people. Um, but obviously it was known as a creature, but an identified creature. Okay, but a mammal. A mammal, yes. Okay. Yes. It's it's a it's a it's a mystery, isn't it? How something like that and, and where these sixty people just vanished. Yeah, absolutely. A complete mystery just came out of the blue. Okay. And this was all took place in what's come to be known as the Alaskan Triangle. Yeah, where lots of paranormal things have occurred. Lots of weird happenings, creatures, cloaking of, of certain animals and, and things, you know, that we, just because we can't see it happening doesn't mean it's not occurring. And another part to this that happened later on was there was a skull discovered a skull of a of a of a huge bear that was um, 16 inches across the actual skull so it made this bear very very tall and somebody was able to dig up this skeleton of this this um head and be able to measure it and take dna samples so it would have existed. Oh, it definitely would have existed. Yes, they were, you know, archaeologists that were doing a dig, not specifically to look for that, 
but they did find this absolutely massive, huge head. Yes. Yeah. And said this was a bear. This was certainly a, a bear, and it's bigger than they'd ever ever seen. Quite quite scary. Yeah. So it's one of those things that it's open for understanding. It's not the the facts aren't disputed. The bear existed, but what happened to those sixty people? People just don't vanish. You just don't have a busy village one minute and then nobody there the next. They have to go somewhere. So where did they go? Did they go to a different dimension? Were they lifted up in a spacecraft? Did they all run into the sea and vanish without trace? What happened to these people? Maybe we will never know. Do you have any idea what you think, Alison? Well, I I do wonder if this bear has something to do with the paranormal, to do maybe with UFOs, different dimensions here. But the thing is, it had lived alongside this village. So it was obviously something that was seen, not on an everyday basis, but they did actually, the villagers did actually interact with it from a distance and used to leave it offerings and things because they called the bear the, the, the bear sort of, um, it, it would either, if it liked you or if it liked the people, it would really protect you. But if it didn't like you, you would, you know, you'd almost feel persecuted by it. So, yeah. so they looked at it like a god. Like a god, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things that we might never get to the bottom of it, but it just indicates that there are large animals that we don't know about haven't really documented that still exist in that section of the world yeah definitely definitely i mean i think maybe that the bear had come to could even have come to its end of its life maybe um but that doesn't actually say what happened to the people no so i'm sure it couldn't just take 70 odd people out just like that Okay, so it's a mystery. It's a mystery. And we, we don't really know, but it's something within the paranormal that adds to the mystery that is Alaska. Yes. Alaska is quite a mysterious place, and there is several reports coming back of people that have encountered dinosaurs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's another tale um, not very long ago, actually, only a couple of years ago, where a taxi driver was picking two people up and was just going along this little country lane, um, normal, reputable man, and saw one of these tiny little sort of velociraptors run across the road and couldn't believe his eyes. He suddenly thought, oh, my goodness, am I seeing this right? And he turned around to the people behind and said, did you just see that? And they were asleep, so they didn't actually see it. They couldn't witness it. And then a few weeks later, other people who he knew came forward and said, we've seen it and we've seen it in this particular area as well. So right? why would someone make that up? No, they wouldn't. No, not, no, not at all. <laughs> OK, so so let's just take it for what it is. If, if dinosaurs are still alive in parts of Alaska and Alaska, just to get it into perspective, is a huge area. It's an absolutely massive area. It's, it's as big as anywhere that you really want to know about. That is just pure wilderness. Yeah. There, there is so much um, 
uncharted territory in that area that is rugged and that's why it hasn't been documented it hasn't been mapped out it's just trees and mountains and it's a very um, inhospitable place to be it is yeah um it's a good place to hide for for one but of course with obviously now man-made roads and things i'm sure we are going to come across certain things especially if the dimensions change and we have the ability with our energy to see it at that particular time yeah it's a moment in time that you see these things and maybe you're not even prepared for it so of course lots of things happen all at once well i, I was thinking there's, there's a couple of explanations there could be it could be time slips yes of course yeah yeah people do experience time slips where they go back or forward in time now yeah. i'm not saying it could be a back in time or a forward in time we don't know we might vanish in a, a few million years and then dinosaurs might re-establish themselves on this planet and we might be be reacting with something that is either forward or back and this time doesn't exist it's just a dimensional shift that's wrapped around that particular phenomenon so the fact that we're seeing these animals we don't dispute that they existed we just dispute that they exist at this moment yeah and if everything's happening in the same moment then we're living in the same moment with these these huge predatory creatures that we know as dinosaurs yeah that's exactly exactly the, the reason behind it all yeah so it's it's incredible to think that in alaska there are things that are going on that people aren't even aware of the the thing as well that really really gets my interest is the invisibility angle because there are some creatures that are being heard but not seen right yeah absolutely i mean even footsteps and things like that suddenly lots of things have been heard and people think, oh my goodness, I'm being followed here. And they look around and they can't see anything. And now there's a famous case of a guy who was in his, um, in his cabin and he could hear footsteps outside. This is night, yeah, night, it was dark. In Alaska, it's dark all winter long. And he could hear something walking in the snow outside his cabin so he got his gun and went out to see if he could find anything or, or see anything and there was nothing there but when he woke up in the morning there was footsteps right where he had been looking yeah so had something that had been cloaked walked past his cabin that he could hear because obviously the cloak is just a, a cloak of invisibility the sound waves still carry yes and that happens with a lot of, of creatures, lots of different animals and, yeah. again, paranormal stuff, yeah. And I don't wish to scare anyone who's ever thinking of going to Alaska, but there was a, a certain fact that was given to me that I found was quite outrageous. And the fact was that 16,000 people have gone missing in Alaska alone. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> I, I can't imagine how that goes unnoticed or unreported mm, i think obviously there's lots of different ideas on that but uh, again it could be i mean going back to sort of tonga tonga sook that the the bear i mean it could be something to do with that it could be 
again to do with dinosaurs it could be to do with different dimensions going through a certain time time slips so many things that we can't quite equate to <laughs> are people being swallowed up into time slips are they going backwards or forwards into dimensional space are they being taken as prey yeah are they being carried away by by dinosaurs and eaten and if so why don't we see signs of yeah the remains of these these people but what's really astonishing is that amount of people go missing in that area yeah and I think that's that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, Alaska Triangle is a is a big place, but it's, it's a place that's that's eerie. It's it's also fascinating at the same time. So you want to go there, you want to explore, you want to see and feel things, but then when you come across it, do you really? <laughs> okay. In the next part, in part two, we're going to talk a bit about the UFO activity over Alaska over the last 20 years because that's been really quite astounding and there's a few things that we want to talk about that may get your interest and may just give you an idea of something happening there that may be extraterrestrial based You are listening to the Twisted and Misunderstood Paranormal Podcast from me, Dominic J. Zenden and Alison Zenden. I hope you're enjoying this episode. If you are, please stay tuned for part two with lots more exciting information and discoveries for you to understand. In the meantime, if you want to pop on to my website, it's mindsight.org, mindsight, M Y. N-D-S-I-T-E dot org. Uh, lots of information on there about everything I do or a photographic profiling. Go and have a look. You may be surprised by what you read. If you want to get in touch with me, email profiling at gmail.com. And if you want to comment on the show, come on to the Anchor podcast homepage where you can leave me a voicemail. And if your voicemail is coherent and worth playing, I might put it into the show next week. In the meantime, enjoy part two.
In part two of Twisted and Misunderstood, the Paranormal Podcast, myself, Dominic J. Zenden and Alison Zenden, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the more paranormal side of Alaska and some of the things that have been happening. And I'm going to start off talking about some theories of people living underground in Alaska and that there could be a race of people that live in the caves and the, the passageways underneath. There's lots and lots of tunnels and um, volcano tubes, um, lava tubes in Alaska. It's a volcanic basin, really, that have been naturally formed. And there's theories based on a few examples of people being taken away in Alaska or exploring these tunnels and coming across some rather strange people that look like people but may not be people. So, Alison, you have a story about an example of this. Yes, I do. There were two young lads just exploring as they do, and they were just going for a hike, and they heard noises coming from one of these sort of caves, and they thought, oh, this is a little bit peculiar. So they went to investigate and they went through and this cave was really dark and it was really eerie. Um, they were a little bit spooked, but didn't really take much notice. They kept walking and then suddenly they were confronted by these three tall men. Now, these three tall men looked human, but their faces had no emotion. They were literally looked quite menacing, but they were dressed as human. And they walked, as they walked towards each other, these three men stopped them from going any further into the tunnel wow. and said, yeah, and, and said, are you surface people? So, and they didn't know what these three people meant. So that must have been quite intimidating for, for people to be in dark tunnel, going underground, and then being met by three men that looked rather odd rather strange but they still went and faced them didn't they well they, they did because it was a narrow tunnel but there was nowhere to go apart from going back and out again and they were a couple of hundred feet within the tunnel before these men just appeared from nowhere well we say men are they are they really men could they be something else well this is again debatable they could be shapeshifters they they could be people from again another dimension okay so the anunnaki are the reptile people that has been documented that have bases in alaska yes okay. so really interesting this race of if you like um lizard intelligent lizards that are called the anunnaki the lizard people and these are rumored to live underground in some of the vast caverns underneath that particular region. Now, could these two young men have encountered three shapeshifters? Yeah, totally, absolutely. But they could also speak in, uh, you know, in obviously English, because they actually said to these boys, uh, go back, go back, don't ever come here again. But they had no emotion. No emotion or expression, nothing. So that's quite scary, isn't it? That, that's by itself. The fact that they were, first of all, confronted, then warned, 
and then told to leave. Yes, yes. So and they ran. They yeah. ran. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The 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 balance to this story is that there could be a lot of American army bases underneath some of the territory in Alaska. Yeah, could well yeah. be. Yeah. And, and these three men that they came across could have been security people trying to keep the public away from these bases. Yeah. I mean, there could have been digging going on. Obviously, these boys heard noise, which attracted them in the beginning to go into this cave. But it's claimed that there's lots of genetic experiments going on in that region. People yes. are being taken and experimented on by joint alien and human forces. That's quite, yeah, that, that's obviously very, very profound. That's that's really quite, ugh, makes, you, makes chills go through you. And, and it's, it's something a little bit sort of, if it is happening, then Alaska would be so isolated, this stuff wouldn't get out. Yeah, so it has to be kept, obviously, People at arm's length don't want the media to get involved. Spread okay. the word. Okay. Now, there's another story about Alaska about a young man who was camping with his friend and they had separate tents. And this young man woke up early in the morning and he opened his tent to see a UFO 200 yards in the distance. And he described this this disc-shaped UFO, this, this spaceship, as being around between 20 to 30 foot around and it was way about half a mile away from where he was looking so he woke his friend up and they said well we're going to go and see what was going on there we're going to go and track and go and see if they're still there so reluctantly they got their gear together and they started to walk in the direction where this first man had seen this ufo this spaceship and we're going to describe it as a spaceship, not as a UFO, because it was a definite cylindrical object that was floating in the sky that didn't look terrestrial. Yeah, and they actually got right up to it close as well. Yeah, they, they actually got very close to be able to describe what this, this ship looked like. But the strangest thing that has actually happened is as they went closer and closer, the spaceship had gone and on the ground was a perfect circle, but inside that circle were animals that had been mutilated. Gosh. But that's yeah. not where, that's not the strangest thing because there was caribou and there was cattle, but there was also a killer whale. Oh, golly. Wow. <laughs> that is something that you wouldn't expect, would you? away from the coast it's in the middle of a field yeah. in alaska yeah. and there's this this killer whale that's been opened up and some of its organs removed just dumped Probably. in a field well that that is just not normal is it it really isn't it's just something that they would have been horrified absolutely horrified it's it's something that has never been explained how did that get there how how would it get there it wouldn't just get there well, it's obviously got something to do with the UFO, I should think. Yeah. Well, well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, let's not call it a UFO. Let's look at it as a spaceship or a ship that was actually flying in that particular airspace because it wasn't unidentified because he, he's identified it. 
Right. Because in the ground there was indentations and the actual ground had been flattened in a circular shape. And this is where all these animals lay in that circle. So it was something that was found and discovered and it was actually documented. It was evidence. Right. Yeah. But also may, maybe as the as this object came down, maybe there was a way of cloaking these animals that had been mutilated as well. Maybe until they actually found them. Maybe when they were in the air or being dropped, if, if that's what happened. Okay. The, the thing that is indisputed, undisputed, is that the animals were there. They were there. Okay. Mm. And the bit that's the mystery is how do they get there? Yeah. So something that very interesting, something that's quite fascinating. Another fascinating UFO story from Alaska was the man that discovered in the snow the imprint of a UFO. It was totally in a circle, about 20 foot across, and it was lots of little landing gear that was actually in a 12. It was a like a circle that has been divided in 12, but on the edge of the circle, there was those little indentations that were indication of something that had landed and that actually stopped at that particular place. The snow had frozen and kept the pattern. Okay, yeah, that sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and UFOs have been seen in, in that same area, you know, that particular time. So there had been unusual activity in the air. But that's not the strangest thing, because around this particular indentation in the snow, there was a couple of footprints that were or, or tracks that were unrecognizable because everything can, leaves a track everything leaves an imprint in the snow that's right yeah and what this person discovered when he went to look closely at this particular indentation was very strange tracks that have been left in that snow that he photographed okay did they look sort of creatures animals well the strange thing was when they gave these pictures to a tracking expert who'd been tracking wild animals and hunting in alaska for over 30 years he said that he'd never seen anything like it and he also described something that was very unusual he said these these prints are about a foot apart which gives it a stride of about eight foot tall so oh that was the first thing he said. Yeah. The second thing he said was that there's no snow displacement forward. So it's not like they've been someone or a creature's been walking forward. It's like they put their foot feet into the ground and then they've removed it and gone backwards. Oh gosh, so sort of lifting one leg up really carefully. And then another leg really carefully, if, yeah. if they're legs. Yeah. yeah, so there's no displacement. There's no, there's no method of going forward. And he said he's never, ever seen that in all the time that he'd been tracking animals. Everything that moves displaces the snow forward. So you can see how fast that particular animal or creature is moving. And this didn't leave any of those signs. 
Gosh, that's something that really well, I'd love to see, but I'm sure lots of other people would like to see as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm sure that if you look up strange footprints or, or tracks in Alaska or on the internet, there'll be pictures of these because they're quite well documented in, in the fact that they've been out there on the media for some time now. But people don't really come across these reports because they're not interested or they don't know where to look. But these particular prints have never been explained. And the fact that these circular indentations in snow is, is what's left behind, they could actually leave them behind, hoping that they're not going to be seen. The snow's going to disappear or there's going to be more snow on top. So they won't be able to be documented. In this occasion, I think that guy just happened to be in the right place at the right time to get these really interesting photographs of these these tracks. Golly. And has it ever happened before? Or Well, there's been people that have um, heard animals walking past and not seen anything. Um, there's been people that have come across strange men in different areas of Alaska while walking. Um, there's there's one really well well sort of um, very famous case of two people that only one person saw this this really lizard looking man, and the Gosh. other person didn't. It was a couple of guys who went hiking, and um, the beginning of the hike, one of the men got some really weird noises in his head, and it was driving him absolutely crazy. He was hearing these voices, and just as he walked around the corner there was stood this this creature that was about eight foot tall with a really strange almost lizard-like face oh, terrifying <laughs> yeah but his friend mm. couldn't see it his and they were both in the same area both together next to each other yeah both together next to each other so the one guy sort of looks <laughs> and he ran followed quickly by his friend but only the one man saw this particular creature yeah entity so that actually evokes the thought that these creatures are invisible or can cloak or are shape-shifting and they can show themselves to the right people if they're in the right i suppose energy dimension yeah so mm. we all vibrate at different rates we all see different things remember our vision is only so far on the scale. We, we can only see certain amount of colours on the spectrum. So although all energy has a colour signature, we can only see a certain amount of that colour signature. So there's a lot of things that are out there that we don't recognise because we don't see them. Yeah. And we're, we're all human, but we all see things at different times and different vibrations, yeah. So, so could it be that we live on a planet that has animals, creatures, dimensional shifts, time shifts, time-related incidents that we don't understand because time just does not exist? Definitely, definitely. You take time out of a lot of these things that are happening and they become much easier to explain. And it could well be that what we're thinking and we're trying to compare to what we know, but what we know may be false. Yeah, You're totally false. Totally. So, so Alaska could be a place where a lot of these things collide. A lot of these creatures live because they can live in peace or it could be a porthole. 
you know, yes. coming into yeah. the planet from different dimensions that are wrapped around the whole of the universe, or there could be races of people that live underground with the openings in the caves into the Alaskan Triangle. And there's lots of things going on there that we really do not know. And because we don't really go there that often, we're not that bothered. No, absolutely. And there's so many, you know, vast places, as you say, vast places. And there's only so much a person can go and explore. And, of course, what, what better place than Alaska, southeast Alaska? Yeah. yeah. So that's a few stories from the Alaskan paranormal books. There's lots more. You know, there's lots of ghost stories in Alaska. There's lots of stories about people that have actually passed and their energies left. And I think Alaska is one of these places where there is so much rock and mountains that all the energy gets trapped in the mountains and then released. And the stone tape theory actually indicates that a lot of things that go on, a lot of the energy imprints are caught up in things like stone. And if the conditions are right, those things are released. So what would say that Alaska is just one of those areas that's very prone to paranormal phenomenon because of its, how, its layout of lots and lots of mountains, lots of really rugged territory. And we haven't even touched on things like um, Bigfoot that have been seen in Alaska or some of the other, you know, amazing things that have happened there. But it's a very fascinating, very interesting place. And I'm sure you'll be liking to explore it even more. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Okay. Go to Alaska, but come <laughs> yeah. home safe. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't vanish. No. <laughs> okay. And until next time, thank you for listening. From me, Dominic J. Zenden and... Alison Zenden. Thank you. The Paranormal Podcast On Twisted and Misunderstood, in the coming weeks, we have some guest speakers lined up, people that you may be very interested to listen to, and their understanding of spirituality, consciousness, and awareness. So they're coming up. If there's any topics that you might like to hear or hear my views on, please come on to the Anchor homepage and leave me a voice message with your question. We can play it on air. If it's there for us to listen to in a very coherent way. If not, don't worry, I will do my best to answer any questions and listen to the podcast to hear lots of things about the paranormal. We we are now in 65 countries. We have a huge audience listening. So thank you to everybody who's listening across the world. And we intend to expand into as many countries worldwide as we possibly can. 
the Twisted and Misunderstood podcast is becoming a phenomenon all by itself. This has been Dominic J. Zenden for the Twisted and Misunderstood Paranormal Podcast. All music by kind permission of Mal West Mac Walters. You can get in touch with Mal if you want to have your own jingles made or music lessons or anything else to do with anything musical. Her SoundCloud page is available. You can contact her through that. So it's the SoundCloud at Mal West Matt Waters and go and get in touch with her. She's an amazing lady. If you've been listening to the show and you've enjoyed it, come and get in touch with me here at Twisted and Misunderstood. You can get in touch via the the homepage of Anchor and just leave me a voice message. Or if you want to come onto my website, come onto mindsite.org or email me at aura profiling at gmail.com until next time we come together to enjoy more paranormal revelations and interesting paranormal facts take care look out for each other and i'll speak to you in a week